Hey kids, it's Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo here, and you're listening to the wildest, most far-out, wiggling podcast, Anime Egotists. We love you, beauty. And welcome back to the greatest anime podcast of all time, the Anime Egotist, where if I had nose hairs doing the fighting for me, I'd say my life is pretty sweet. I don't know, my chest hair could probably beat up a lot of people. I've seen your legs, dude. Your chest is not what I have to worry about. This is a weird way to start it, but what isn't weird is the host. Well, we are weird, but you're used to it by now. It's me, Alex, and I'm joined by the man himself. And I'm Richard. That's right. And when we talk about anime, we generally talk about the best and worst, what we love and what we hate, and a lot lot of the things that we talk about are just just stuff you find in around in the internet. Am I am I completely off base with that? No, that's a good bit of what we talk about. Um, unless we're talking strictly Pokemon, in which case we talk about pretty much anything we can think of, whether it's game related or not. Yeah, well, except for the manga, and hopefully, I'd like to change that someday. But the main thing about anime, I've said this before, I prefer characters over story itself. I love both. But I'm far more invested in characters than I am with the plot, and there's a lot of great anime characters out there. There are also a lot of bad ones, but we like to focus on the good ones. But today's going to be a little bit different, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, this time we're targeting the characters that... How to put it? Uh, The anime characters that we hate, or I guess dislike, that others seem to love. Yeah, this is going to be a very controversial list. So just to clarify, it's not necessarily... Some of these characters I do hate, but some of them are just a key stuff I don't really understand how they got as popular as they did, or I just don't really like them nearly as much as everybody else, because it's weird like that, because as many characters as people say, oh, these are the anime characters that nobody could hate or or don't have any haters, there are a couple that I could be like, "Mm, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, uh, again, it, I didn't want to say completely hate. Some of them I just dislike or don't like as much as what everybody else seems to fanboy over or fangirl over. So that that's kind of my feeling for this list. Yeah, so we just wanted to, like, look, it's gonna, this is going to be a hard list. There's going to be some hot takes. Get over it. I'd like to, like, like, obviously put, obviously we respect you guys' opinions. Hopefully you respect ours. Just understand that this was not an easy list. So, before we get into it, I have to address our newest subscriber, Joseph Apsey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Now, overall, I'll, I think this subscriber means a little more to us than we think, because as he also has a YouTube channel about anime, Seth the Sin, which you guys should definitely check out. Not to mention, he's helped with editing for the Bastion Misawa video, and another video coming out within the next couple of days. Another commentary. So thank you so much for the support, Joseph. Yes, thank you so much for all your help with all of our videos. Yes. Hopefully, if we ever get to like millions of subscribers and mansions and stuff, you will be invited. Also, we are going to be doing a sequel to the best and worst anime cliches because you guys really love the worst anime cliches video. Not Still not sure why, but we appreciate it and we're listening and a sequel is coming very, very soon. Yeah, again, we're still working. I think we're right now we're still working on those lists. Um, we'll try to get them done and have it out towards the end of this year. So probably sometime next month or sometime in December. Yeah, yeah. But we've we've stalled for long enough. Should we just jump into the characters that everybody else loves that we don't necessarily like as much? I think so. You mind if I start us off? Go right ahead. All right, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off of this one. Hikaru from Oran High School Host Club. Do you know Hikaru just based on the name, Richard? I've seen Oran. It's been a while, so I need to look him up, but I'll know who you're talking about. Okay, so Karu and Hikaru are basically the twins in the Host Club. Uh, They're known for being very playful, but when they're around the other girls, they kind of play this, like, insane kind of borderline incestuous type characters mm-hmm. with each other. I actually okay, yeah. really like Karu because despite being the younger twin brother, he's pretty level-headed. He can be funny sometimes. He's mature, though. 
Hikaru is the exact opposite, though. He's possessive, he's kind of annoying at times, and I don't know, I feel like some of the... Jo I like jokey characters, I like sarcastic-type characters, but Hikaru just kind of went too far sometimes. Or there were just times when his jokes really weren't called for. I don't know. I never really understood why people liked this character. Like, he'd be fine in small doses, but it felt like... Especially with some stuff later down the line in the series, that he just... He just... He was never one of my favorites. I like the rest of them, though, but he was never it for me. I, I can remember a lot a bit more now that I looked them up and again, that again. It's been a few years since I've seen Oren High School Host Club, but yeah, I do remember liking one twin above the other, and I'm guessing it is probably for the same reasons. It's, yeah. Especially because don't they do their story, like where they start trying to develop them towards the end of the series, not at the beginning, like every, all the other characters that they do. There's a couple of moments where you can tell in the beginning that's what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to kind of split them off from each other and not just make them the twin character. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. And this sucks because he's voiced, because if I recall, he's voiced by Todd Habercorn. And I love Todd Habercorn, so... To know that not even Todd Habercorn was powerful enough to save me from disliking this character, just it, it stings a little bit. Overall, not my favorite. Not unbearable by any means, mm -hmm. but I don't like him. I, I'll fully admit I don't like him. I can understand that. And um, again, I mean, from our videos before, y'all have seen that I don't normally watch this style of anime. So I've watched this all the way through. It is really enjoyable. I would highly recommend if you haven't seen it, go watch or on High School Host Club. Again, all the characters for the most part are really likable. They have good development throughout the entire season. It's got two seasons, doesn't it? I think it, no, it only has one and people are very upset about that. Yeah, I, I think they split it into like part one and part two, but some, I knew there was some sort of kind of divide, but yeah, I, I, I highly recommend this show. So, all right. So my first one. Go for it. All right, uh, Byakuya Kuchki from Bleach. So this is okay. Rukia's brother. Um, the main reason I don't like him is that he's kind of that uh, late '90s, early uh, early 2000s um, required dark brooding character, but then. He also betrays his adoptive sister, uh, is going to have her killed for pretty much doing her job, which was to protect it, the human citizens of this town from the uh, hollows. He's like, he fights to have her executed. He attempts to execute it. Now I know he's supposed to be uh, a noble who's trying to protect his house, but he promised his late wife that he would uh, protect her sister now he's trying to execute her for literally doing her job it's like and then he later on goes on on to try to uh he becomes a good guy it's like no he tried to have his own sister executed this just doesn't work for me so you're saying the reason is because you don't feel like he developed enough to the point where you're like oh he's a good guy now and it's believable not like other characters yeah i mean the whole he, he completely changes to, oh, now I'm, uh, now I don't care if she's executed or not, uh, because we're betrayed by this person. It's like, but you were just about to have her executed for doing her job. Yeah, okay, I, I, <laughs> I was about to say, you know, maybe, maybe we would, would, would understand this more if you or I had siblings. Like, I feel like if we talked to other, some of our friends who have siblings, they would understand what he was going through. Yeah, but he was already supposed to be an adult when he adopted her into his family so it's kind of a weird thing and yeah yeah just he never they never had enough i felt for him to actually develop on his own to being a great side character or great uh partner for the rest of the cast and so it just he never developed after that but he's considered like the stereotypical cool character so I, I just, I can't like him. Yeah, I, I can I can co-sign on to that. Okay, so my next one. Go right ahead. 
I know you're not going to have a whole lot for this, and I hate talking about this show, like, a lot, but Ayase from Ore no Emoto. Go ahead, I have no idea. <sighs> okay, so I would have put Kiri no on this list, but a good majority of people hate her. And to those of you who don't, you're wrong. I actually mean that, you're wrong. She's one of the worst characters I've ever seen. But Ayase's pretty high up there in this show. It starts off that she's just this regular, oh, I'm the best, like, she's Kirino's best friend, she's a model, but the second she learns that she's into, like, anime and other perverted stuff, she's like, no, I don't want to be friends with you, I don't want to be friends with you anymore if you're into this, which, I, I don't know, for me, the whole otaku storyline in anime is, I understand why, because there are a lot of people who are like, why do you like this stuff, but at the same time, it comes from Japan, so it kind of feels weird when people from Japan are criticizing it, but... That's not necessarily an anime conversation, but here's the thing. At one point, Kiyosuke Kirino's brother lies to her about stuff going on with his sister, and she gets pissed. She basically turns into a yandere and threatens to beat him up and kill him multiple times. I understand that this is meant to be comedic, but to me, I just I don't like this character. I find her obnoxious. I find her not all that enjoyable. And the thing, and I guess the thing is, she when she ends up falling in love with Kiyosuke, I'm like, where did this come from? Why is this, like, you threatened to kill him on multiple occasions, you hate him, and yet when, yet when he says, I don't even want to repeat the line, but he says, the only girl I'll ever sexually harass is you? Suddenly that's eternal? No, no, it's, she's an unbearable character, and she has a very big fan base, and I don't really get why. She's not that funny to me. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It sounds like a sudden character changed at the very end of a series that they sometimes try to throw in to shock the audience, and it usually doesn't work well. And she almost never gets any sort of comeuppance. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. And there's also one other scene with her that's horrible, but it's not even her fault, so I can't even give her crap for that. But Ayase... Come at me. I don't even care. Alright. Alright, so my next one. Um, let's see. So, that's... So, I'm gonna do Erina Nakari from Food Wars. A lot of people really love her. She, she ends up being the winning romantic interest for the series. Well, uh, thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it, it was kind of obvious because they never tried to push the, any other characters together. Except is Arena for, the like, blonde one? Yes. She is uh, a tsundere pretty much the entire first two seasons. <sighs> so you already love her for that. Not even. But her, again, she is that. They do give her a good backstory. But especially in the final season, they remove a lot of character development because of, uh, again, they pretty much just make, well, now it's not just her father that was causing issues for her. Now it's her mother was also causing issues for her. And she loses like all of the stuff that she's grown with in this series. And then in the end it's brought back, but it's like, okay, if she changes how she feels and acts towards characters every single time something happens to her that's slightly traumatic or slightly inconvenient. It, it just, yeah, she's, I don't like that. I, I guess I can understand that. Part of the thing for me with these tsundere type characters is I always wonder how long can this last? Like, like part of the thing is if you build them up too much too soon, like if you get their character development out of the way relatively early, and you keep going back to that well, it makes things kind of tricky when you do that. It's like for me in when I was like while I was watching Black Clover, like the underwater temple art, Noelle is like at the strongest she's been at that point in the series. She's competent, she's a badass, she's cool. And then the very next arc, she's still struggling, like, oh, what if I can't do it? I'm like, you literally just learned a giant dragon water spell. Why are you already having another crisis of confidence? At least wait a couple of arcs, but I don't, I don't know. It was- Yeah, weird. I mean, that, that's kind of what happens in this, Erna, um, in the first two seasons is overconfident um, and very tsundere. 
season three and four, she becomes friends with uh, the people as they as they break her shell that uh, her father created around her due to his abuse. And then season five, and she's back to being in her shell again because of uh, now she's like, oh, I've got to impress my mother. It's like, okay, why couldn't we have it centered on a something new going on and it's all of them working together and she's now part of the group instead of going off on her own again. Huh, so, that's interesting. You know, I, out of curiosity, I'm looking up, I'm looking up just stuff about her and it, I want to like her, but it's, but based on all you're telling me, you're just like, I, I don't really know. Yeah. And again, it, it, there's certain, I, as I said, I, this isn't one I hate. It's just one. I dislike what they do with her at the end instead of, it's just all of a sudden she's back to one way and then, it's a mini version of her entire arc through the entire start of the series again, pretty much. Yeah, and do you do you know who the writer of or the author of Food Wars is? Sukada, is that what he says? Possibly, I I don't know the name of. Okay, because I'm looking it up on the wiki, and out of curiosity, I'm like, do they end up together? And from the looks of it, I'm not entirely sure if that's what happens. So you might already be confusing our audience. From my understanding there's at least in the manga i don't think if i remember correctly in the anime they don't end it the same way but i think in the manga they actually have a final page that's them on their wedding day i've i've looked up some stuff about that but we're the anime egotist not the manga egotist go check out our sister channel where, wherever it is i'm sure it exists out there but yeah i guess i i guess i can live with that so my next one, you, you feel free to look yeah. that look at that stuff up, yeah. but like go it. Like you mind if I go no. to my next one? Yeah, go it right ahead. Teruhashi from the Disastrous Life of Psyche K. I would have loved this character so much more if two major things. One, because well, I guess I have to explain. Teruhashi, the most popular girl in the school, she's beautiful, she's great at everything. But deep down, instead of being super nice, she's actually super superficial. Oh, and she's just very stuck up, vain, all this other sorts of stuff. And she does have a lot of moments where she does actually develop into a nicer person. And basically moments where, like, she, she can be tolerable. My biggest issue, though, is two things. One, since it's a gag show, they kind of play around with the idea. Sometimes she's super vain, sometimes she's super nice. And it kind of comes across as all over the place sometimes. But she has a lot of followers like a fan club in real life who's very hostile about protecting her making sure she's happy and everything like that i would have enjoyed her so much more if that didn't exist in real life because there are people who take their obsession of her and just how they've written her character just way too far and it ruins it not to mention season two was like 99 percent her like you're telling me we couldn't get focus on other characters but no just just predominantly her and it gets old it let we don't want too much of one thing in an anime, and sadly, that's what I felt like Teruhashi got. Just way too much screen time. I, while I didn't watch all the episodes with you, the ones I remember watching with you, it, I did notice the same things. It would be like, she learned a lesson in part, in part one of this episode, and in, what, there were like five parts per episode yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, five, five and, per episode, that's right. And in part five, she's back to being vain even though she learned a lesson in the first part of the same episodes it's like i mean at least wait another episode not, yeah, just, it's not even a, <laughs> it's the same uh, this is the same episode and she's complete she's back to how she was at the beginning yeah and i guess the thing for me i guess the thing for me is the one reason why it's kind of simmered lately is because part of me is like you know they see psyche and terahashi they at least seem like they're kind of friends at this point you never really know what psyche who he considers to be friends or not i I respect mm -hmm. that. But part of my thing is if they end up together, that's going to feel like kind of out of nowhere. And spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, they don't. The series just kind of, the series, let me put it this way. The series has an ending pretty much perfect for the series. Like every, a lot of things get wrapped up, which makes me wonder why the hell people keep saying, no, we want more. I'm like, the writer says he's done. There's really not a whole lot else. There's like maybe 10 or 12 chapters that didn't get adapted and they're very, very short. So what's the point? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Her, fa 
her fan club is kind of ravenous, both in real life and in the actual show. Too much screen time and just kind of flaky all around. Okay, yeah, I, as I said, I, from what I remember, there were, as I said, those episodes where she kind of just changed all of a sudden back and forth in one episode. It was like, um, yeah, so I, I can agree. Yeah, I, I kind of like her, just not as much as everyone else does. And if you hear this, Terahashi, and if you feel even the slightest bit offended, good. We're going to get a ton of dislikes on this video, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, bring it. Don't care. This is all, I already said this was a controversial list, so let's move on. Let's move on. Maybe you'll piss off the fan base more than I will at this point. Let's see what you got. All right. Um, so I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. This is Kai Ki Takushima, I think is how it's pronounced. He's from Haikyuu. He's one more time. One, one more time. Kai, I think K E I is how it's spelled. Okay, all right. Uh, he's now. I've only seen the first two seasons all the way through, and I may have started season three. I don't remember if I ever started season three. Um, he's from what I remember, he's an okay player. He at least at the start, but he's very sarcastic but not in a fun way he's like you just aren't going to be good at this and yes the uh he uh the main character is not um great at the start but he's just a jerk in this in these parts as far as i ever saw so he's he not his rival no no he's the um he's kind of more of rivals with um got the other main lead guy, I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> there, he's the other fresh. Oh God! Uh, now you're making me look everything up again. I don't. Well, uh, to be fair, I'm not really understanding the character or at this point. Okay, so yeah, he's. If you look him up, he's the one with the glasses on the team. I, um, but he's just over sarcastic. He's judgy, but he doesn't. And he again constantly insults other uh his teammates but doesn't offer to help to actually do anything to make them better okay Sukashima. that's it okay cool awesome so um oh wow that wasn't us i'm really blind okay um maybe you need his glasses more than he does probably but yeah he i just find him annoying in the fact that he thinks he's so much better than uh, half the team, it seems like, at least in these first two seasons from what I remember, and doesn't offer the help for the most part in this part to help the rest of the team develop and fix the issues. He just kind of, yeah, you can't do that. You've got to do this. And it's like, great. But, and he shows them him doing something and then it's like, well, he can't do that. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I love Gintoki from Gintama so much. As sarcastic as he can be, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be the first person to try and help you. Yeah. So again, this may change, and I may not remember all his stories, so maybe there was some part of his backstory that I'm forgetting, but from what I remember, there's not any reason for him to be a sarcastic uh, jackass to everybody in the entire series. And people like this character? He's considered popular on the like on some of the sites that I uh, was looking through trying to see. Okay, is this character actually popular or not? Yeah, that I guess I guess I guess that counts. And I'll co-sign, and because I don't remember a whole lot about Haikyuu because I just I just don't. All right, oh, my next, next one, one. Go right ahead. Uh, this is the one who I kind of want to get your stance on because from Dragon Ball Z, Videl. Okay. What does Videl do throughout the whole series? Like, let's, okay, let's think about this. Videl, this, the daughter of Hercule or Mr. Satan, however you want to call mm -hmm. him. She, she doesn't get along with Gohan at first. And wait, what's that look for? I thought you were about to say something completely different for a second there. No, 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 no. Oh, so she doesn't get along with Gohan at first, and she learns he's the great Saiyan and all this other stuff, and she kind of twists his arm into competing into the world for the world tournament. 
But she doesn't really do anything else. Like, at all. Yeah. Um, I can understand not liking her. There's She doesn't have the same amount of development that pretty much all the other characters seem to get. Now, though, now to be fair, that's not completely her fault. Because for the longest time, Akira Toriyama wasn't really the best at writing women. Now, Kale and Cauliflower are like... Are, to me, are both pretty damn good characters, but the the first few before that were just like not enjoyable. I didn't find her very funny or memorable, and I, I kind of feel like one of the few be reasons people like her is like, oh, because she's a girl, so we have to like her in Dragon Ball. Like, no, you can like character, you can like or dislike characters without necessarily thinking, oh, well, I have to like them. Like, you can just like characters for characters or not. It's like when people say, oh, if you're a Pokemon fan, if you don't like Iris, it means you don't like black characters. I'm like, no, that's not what that means. We just like good characters. It's weird. I don't feel like Videl did anything. I feel like especially in Super, she's just sort of there. I, I, I don't know. I don't, and I don't really understand the, her popularity. If it was like a cult-like following, like a couple of people, I'd get it. But like, it's an overwhelming response. I, I don't understand it. What are your thoughts? So... I can agree with this. She's just, especially now with Super, where they had a chance to give her story, like, okay, have her still be, like, still be training. And it would be interesting to watch, like, um, if, like, when they're doing the, um, God, what was it, the picking out the team and they discovered that she's been training and she's stronger than Gohan or something at, the, at that point who hasn't been training. Like at that point in the story, that would be interesting. I think, like, yeah. And I, I just, I guess, I just, I don't know. I'm okay with her being a housewife. That's completely fine. But I don't feel like she's she's developed or changed that much. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess the one cool thing about her was she was like the one person who believed Gohan was still alive, if during the Boo saga, and she ended up being right. But overall, I'm just not that fascinated by her. Again, yeah, they the whole she feels like she was just created to become gohan's wife that that was literally the entire create her oh. reason for existing at this point in the series oh, i'll have a oh, well, like not necessarily in a romantic sense but i do have another character like that but we'll get to them later yeah but yeah if there was something like and again she, she wants to enter the tournament just to what be because her dad's the champion that's the only reason she wants to enter the tournament i think so something like that it's not like she needs the money yeah so if there was a reason she's entering the tournament or uh again if she had more to do in super maybe we would, you would be able to take her off your list but yeah i think with how little she's been developed especially in recent years i can understand yeah anyways and that's even more dislikes. All right, well, 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 let's let's hear your next one. All right, so I'm gonna go with uh, Loki from Fairy Tale. Is he, he the, is he played by the same guy who plays him in the Marvel movies? No. All right, not interested. But go ahead. So he's got an interesting story to start. Um, he a uh, type of magical creature called a celestial spirit who can be summoned well he betrays his previous owner because she abuses one of her uh, other spirits forcing her to not be able to actually summon any other uh spirits at that time it causes her to die which gets him banished from uh his uh world whatever i think it's actually called the celestial spirit world huh okay that part is fine but once he pretty much um, goes into, um, like, he partners with one of the main characters later on once it's discovered that he's actually that, uh, one of the Celestial Spirits, and it, it just, he, he stops being a relevant character at that point, pretty much. He's, he's only, su he summoned when, as, like, the strongest spirit this character has, and then he flirts with her. And that becomes his entire character. He doesn't do anything else pretty much throughout the rest of the series. Oh, that's un that's that is unfortunate. Yeah, that's kind of the problem with anime characters. Sometimes, sometimes their gimmick or their shtick becomes too much of their care, becomes too much of them. 
It's kind of like with Brock from Pokemon. We all love Brock, but the girl thing kind of took over for a good majority mm-hmm. of it. And real, he never really recovered from it that much. No. It, Still love him, though. Uh, with Loki, though, they show him actually pretty much being a womanizer in um, the first part, which, again, hurts his character for that part because he's got like four or five people that think are girls that think they're his only girlfriend and they're they, they fight over him and stuff oh and no not one of those characters yeah and he's like oh he gave me this and stuff and it's like yeah he just if they focused more on his backstory and gave him more to do that was actually like developed his story uh had him face what he did uh, later on in the story again, because they, they even have characters that bring people's like spirits back to life or like after images that that kind of haunt people's uh, dreams for uh, the pain they cause them. I think they could have brought her back and had something for a few episodes with him trying to overcome this. Yeah, that would that yeah. Now, I, I, co- I co-sign, because I, I want to give Fairy Tale a chance. It's just a matter of how much time I have in the day. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not quite as long as One Piece, but it's up there in number of episodes. Good God, and you're still not caught up with One Piece. But anyways, nope. honorable mentions time? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have three honorable mentions. Let's see. I have three as well because of okay. how I did them. Okay, honorable mention. My first honorable mentions Sasuke Uchiha, but specifically in Shippuden, specifically more towards the end. Sasuke could have been one of the, he is probably one of the cooler characters just in anime. At least he starts off like that. But mm-hmm. after he betrays the village, like I want to, I'll, I'll give them credit. There's still some cool stuff with them. Like I like the fact that he's strong enough to take on Orochimaru, who later points. I like the fights with the other Akatsuki members, despite the fact that Daedra completely got screwed. I love his fight with Itachi, but after that, it kind of, he kind of started to slip for me because because Toby basically tells him, "Oh yeah, Itachi killed everybody in your family because of the war and every all that other sorts of stuff." He just becomes so easy, easily manipulated, and it kind of ruins his character for me. A lot of people will say stuff like, oh, well, isn't that the point? I'm like, I mean, in a sense, yes, but it makes him look more stupid than anything. And it kind of turns me off to him. It would be it would have been kind of cool if at one point he learned how he was being used and found a way to turn the tables or something like that. But no, basically, a lot of his accomplishments down the line were kind of thanks to other people. He beat Kabuto thanks to Itachi. He saved the world with the help of Naruto. He just—it, it, I, I don't know. He became a weaker character over time, and the whole Sage of the Six Pass thing with Naruto and all that other stuff just really didn't help. He—he—he he, he kind of ruined himself for me. I can understand that. Um, he's, yeah. The, if he had a more solid reason, like if maybe he misinterpreted something, like. Instead of Toby telling him, I wish Toby had handed him, say, a scroll that was supposed to be like Itachi's last bit of, uh, or last words to Sasuke, and it was supposed to be him explaining it, and it's been edited by Toby or something, so it makes it sound like he was forced to do it and stuff by the village, and that way they could change his character, so it's like, well, he hates the village because, according to Itachi's last words, he's... uh, uh, he was pretty much betrayed and told he had to do it or otherwise they'd kill everybody, including Sasuke. Yeah, something like that. Also, just the whole thing of him being, being like, oh, I've decided I'm going to be Hokage. And I'm like, really, dude? Come on. And and then immediately afterwards, he's like, oh, I'm going to take all the tail beasts and I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm like, okay, d- dude. You, you. It's, it got to the point where Naruto started annoying me for it's like, why do you keep forgiving this dude? Look, I'm not saying kill him necessarily, but find a way to incapacitate him or something. Because what's to say he's not just going to pull the same BS later down the line, which so far he hasn't, but I'm not completely ruling it out. Yeah, the whole, I'm going to be Hokage uh, because I can change the village for the better and take everybody's pains, like, but it's an elected position by, like, 
this council and I guess you're going to control them and force them to pick you. Yeah. I'd rather have that guy that made hit that bumped into him and Naruto and made them kiss. I'd rather have him be Hokage at this point. Go away, Sasuke. But he's an honorable mention because the first half of Shippuden, they did a pretty solid job with him. And the original Naruto series, they did a pretty damn good job with him. So it's like I said, honorable mention. What's yours? Oh, right. So his name, this one is from My Hero Academia. It's of course it is. Uh, Yo Shinado, he's in like five episodes, but he's made the top 10 most popular characters in My Hero Academia. He's going, I'm, spoiler alert, if you don't read the manga or haven't already f- heard. Five, four, three, two. He will be back in a couple episodes at least for uh, this the arcs that'll be in season six but he literally has like no development and somehow is like the most popular like one of the most popular characters in the entire show i mean he's he's comes from like some like not how to put it um you know how like japanese schools are ranked based on like what you're going for there's different levels it seems like yeah sure at least in anime i don't know if it's actually how they work their schools but he goes to like a mid-tier school and he stands up to the top school, which is the one that all the main characters go to. But it's like, okay, he's kind of interesting. He's got an interesting quirk, but he's just kind of there. Uh, he, they haven't dealt, developed his personality that much. He hasn't been in a very important arc. It was literally the license exam arc. They get, and he's in, five of like 13 episodes hmm. okay yeah i'm always it's, interested when people when characters aren't around in anime for very long and they somehow get popular but i i don't know based on what you're telling me i'm not really sure how much i'd vibe with this guy again he's as i said he plays not even i would say a major role he attacks them in one episode he's meets them in like the episode prior he's been helping people in like two episodes and then there's an episode where he says goodbye to the ua class and that's like his entire story arc over a 13 episode part of the series okay so yeah i guess i co-signed on to that all right your next one i've talked about this guy before drew from pokemon okay i think i finally labeled down why i don't like drew his main interaction is with May as her contest rep, which makes perfect sense. But he has nothing else with just about almost everybody else in the series, and it kind of bothers me. And he, not to mention, he doesn't really develop as a character. He develops in the sense that he goes from thinking May's not that good in the end to earning his, to basically her earning his respect. But he doesn't really have a long-term story arc. Like people could say oh, well, in Battle Frontier, he was really hard on his Absol. I'm like, yeah, but that kind of came out of nowhere. If he started off being good to his Pokemon, but as the series progressed, he started being a little bit harder on them as the series progressed, I'd be like, you know what? That's a cool way of showing it. But he's not really doing that. It kind of, The last arc of him being hard on his Pokemon comes right the hell, like, just at, like, one of the last episodes of the series for that region. It's just... I didn't like how he had like no interactions with anybody else. Like he didn't ever have a specific dynamic with anybody else. Not that he it had to be super complicated, but overall, like he himself didn't grow with the exception of with May, like a couple, a handful of times. And I just did not find him all that interesting. I can kind of understand that. I think it would have been more interesting, especially like it, because doesn't he lose to May in the first Grand Festival? Or? He beats her in the first Grand Festival, but people, but like, it's it's the thing where it's like, oh, he beats her, but people are like cheering for her and everything. Not that they're necessarily booing him, which is what I would have been doing, but that, like enough to the, they don't really hype that up at any point. It's just like, oh, they're cheering for her. Okay, cool, whatever. I mean, if they had done something where he's, thinks okay I'm not growing as fast as her why am I not growing as fast as her and then he starts getting harsher trying to make sure he stays ahead of her and he keeps seeming like to fall behind her in the contest throughout 
Battle Frontier. I think that could have been interesting. Yeah, and, and, and like that's kind of why I appreciate you and my interpretation of Ethan and Brendan, respectively. Sure, they're Ash's main rivals, but they have dynamics with other characters that make them interesting. We don't learn anything about Drew's parents or his siblings. The only other dynamic he seems to have is with maybe Harley, but that's like only for like a one episode dynamic. And that girl Soledad, who once again did not show a Pokemon rival who didn't show up until very late in the series and ended up beating everybody. I really hate I really hate when they do that. I mean I would have been fine if it had been like Wallace or um Fen, uh, is it Fantina? Phantasma from F- Fantina. I think it's Fantina, like the Sinnoh gym leader. Yeah, who's supposed to be like a top tier coordinator as well, and who has an episode later on that shows that shows that. But have them be entering to try to compete in the contest and be like they were runner up last year in the Grand Festival, or they won last year and are trying to re- repeat. Yeah. Like, overall, I will say, I, I part of the reason he's an honorable mention because he does have moments where he, he can be a good rival, but at, but there's a difference between being a good rival and a good character. Mm-hmm. I now realize that after all these years, I've settled. He is a good rival, but he's not a good character, and there is a difference. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to be more diplomatic with how I feel about Drew. Oh, and I've also, this last little point, I feel like the main reason people like him is just, oh, because he and May are going to be together. I'm like, what on what, evi- what evidence you, is there? Nobody ages in the show, so we will never know. So, sucks to be you. And they're 10 years old. Stop yeah. shipping them. Yeah, like, I, I'm okay. No, no. I'm, I'm, we, can talk, we can talk about that point another day. But what's your next honorable mention? So, the next one I have is Kirito from Sword Art Online. Oh, that's kind of that's interesting. I just find him so boring. I mean, he's supposed to be the typical nerd, uh, loner kind of character, as, at least at the very beginning. He's supposed to have very few friends. He get he beta tests games for uh, different companies. Pretty much is my understanding of his backstory. And so he's beta tested the game and then gets stuck in it and all that. But he is boring, and then he tries to play the pretty much bad guy kind of thing. He, um, everybody accuses him of be of well, he knew the moves of the of the uh, boss and uh, either lied to them or uh, knew that they were going to do something. So he did some. Uh, so he cheated so that he could get the uh, good loot at the end, and he plays that up, but. He just doesn't develop. He he doesn't change throughout the series. He falls in love, I guess, with uh, Asuna. I I still kind of think that's more of a traumatic, okay, well, we're stuck here together. Let's fall in love. I mean, that's kind of how it worked when we were roommates. We're like, you know, we're stuck together and we hate everybody else. So let's just keep being roommates for three years. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) He really actually, but if you look at his character... I think it's like four seasons later now, three seasons later, four. Yeah, because there's season one, part uh, one and two, season two, part one and two, uh, season three, and then season four, which is part two of the same story from season one or season three. So yeah, he he hasn't changed. He's just there. (laughs) Like have him, there's no part in the series where he, Okay, he gets out of the video games for a while because he's traumatized from being stuck in a video game for a year and almost dying. He's still with the uh, girlfriend, wife from the video game. There's no conflict between them at all. Besides like the joking conflict that they sometimes throw in where they fake get mad at each other for random reasons. So there's no development for him since the beginning of the series. And I guess I have to co-sign. Anything else, or should I move on to my last honorable mention? Your last honorable mention. Yoshizawa from Persona 5 Royal. Oh, I'm okay. never, never going to hear the end of this one. So Yoshizawa was not in the original Persona 5, and technically she hasn't been in the anime either, but I figure it's only a matter of time till Royal gets an anime adaptation. Who knows if it will or not. Mm-hmm. 
But to me, my biggest issue is her her backstory is basically, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Persona 5 Royal, 5, 4, 3, 2. She ends up losing her sister at a at a very young age. And she's not that and her sister was like this star gymnast, if I recall correctly. And she wasn't very good. So she said, decides, in honor of my sister, I'm going to start to get really good at gymnastics. I'm going to get good. Part of my problem is we already have Haru, who's like this super sweet, kind person. We already have Makoto, who's a, I'm not going to say she's super sweet, but she's a kind, kind, kind of stoic, kind of stoic person, just very formal, polite. We have Yusuke, who's a little bit of an oddball, but all still formal and nice to people. Did we really need another super nice character in this, this super nice, polite, happy character or to add to this? I don't think so. Not to mention her only real interactions are with the main character, Ren, Akira, Joker, whatever the hell you want to call him. Um, and she doesn't really have interactions with anybody else. Like, one of the newest villain, one of the newest characters, Dr. Maruki, he actually spends time with all the characters. Like, we see him with Ren, and at one point we see him talking with Joker, because he's like this, with Ryuji, because he's like the school therapist. We see him talking with An, Yusuke, Futaba, etc., etc. Futaba, who doesn't even go to their school. But Yoshizawa's only real connection, the person who she really only spends the most amount of time with, is the main character, Ren. And to me, that's not a character. You're basically just introducing her to interact with one person and a character should have multiple different relationships with people, not just with one person. And that's kind of why she sits so low for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll pretty much have to co-sign. I haven't played Royal or haven't seen anything from it that makes it different from yeah. uh, the original, so... Yeah, and I guess the one little thing for me is a lot of people say, oh, well, my favorite part of Persona is you compare the main character off with somebody. I'm like, sure, fine, whatever. But it feels like, let me put it to you this way. You can argue, in my opinion, certain characters ending up with people who aren't the protagonist. You can't really argue with that with Yoshizawa because she feels like a self-insert fanfic character meant for Joker. And it doesn't it doesn't sit well for me it's basically saying hey guys you know all those choices you make and those relationships you're building with other characters no it's not canon tricks are for kids yeah because we all know isn't it uh the doctor's best girl or something like that no no first well futaba's actually best girl but in all seriousness it's i just want him and ryuji to be best friends forever i don't like they they can give them their own buddy cop series and we'll be set all right. All right. So my last honorable mention. Go for it. So Nagato slash Pain from Naruto. What? So I actually don't like, especially the start of his series, and then it just ends with um, the Takano Jutsu, pretty much how it always seems to end with. I was about to say, let's not act like he's the only person to fall for that. Can you hear me, Alex? Yes. There you are. We're good. Okay, there you are. Keep um, talking. Sorry about that. Yeah, just keep, um, just keep going. Just keep going. So he's when they do his backstory of, about uh, his time with Jiraiya, and it shows that he's already been through trauma, uh, but he start, seems to be recovering from it. And yes, he does lose... Um, Yahiko. But, Yakiko, uh, uh, to that self-sacrifice thing. But pretty much from what I remember, Yakiko tells him to live well, and then he proceeds to murder a whole bunch of people and take over a village and become the bad guy for the entire series. I know that it's all the um, Obito and Madara's plan, but it seems like he would want to try to live his life how Yakiko would have had said it and how Jiraiya had tried to teach him to live. I know it's at the Takano Jutsu at the end of uh, the Pain's assault arc was supposed to be him returning to that mindset uh, through Naruto, but I think it would have been more interesting if he had survived in a weakened state uh, and instead of actually resurrecting people, 
again, they'd probably have to change it so that Kakashi and several other characters survived without uh, him having to sacrifice himself. But yeah, I just think that they're ha- having him be just slightly different, it, more of an, uh, not a Rochimaru style, but kind of like, okay, he, he flees the village after Naruto uh, disconnects the last one and he retreats and maybe is then betrayed by Obito uh, for losing pretty much everything for him at that point. I, I just don't like his story, how it ends and how he becomes pain. I, upon listening to your thoughts, I guess I can kind of understand that. I guess part of it for me thing is he was such a badass as a fighter. I was kind of like, you know, there's a couple of things about this character I'm not crazy about, but he's just, but his fights are just so cool. I can't hate him. And then the his fight against Jirai happened. I'm like, oh, ne- ne- never mind, never mind. But that's more of an I hate you because I'm supposed to hate you sort of thing. But th- that's yeah. that is that is interesting though. I mean. To be fair, when it comes to Naruto characters, I'm not the biggest fan of Ob- of what's his name Obito oh, mm-hmm. Kakashi's friend. I'm not the biggest fan of him, and that's another point for another day. I just I don't know. I I can kind of see where you're coming from. Some of Naruto's villains could have been perfect, but for one reason or another, a lot of them fumble towards the finish line. Yeah, and again, I, I'm putting him as an honorable mention. I like his story of when he is uh, with Jiraiya. Um, when he's a mysterious character, that's interesting. But the fact that Naruto is able to change his mind in a second, pretty much talk, uh, telling him, "Well, you're stupid for because you forgot Jiraiya's teachings." Yeah, it, it just there's parts of it that I don't like, and that's why he's an honorable mention. Yeah, I'm still bitter. He never tried to even try to bring back Jiraiya, but I I can I can understand where you're coming from. But I think I like him a little more than you do. But that's fine. That's fine. That's also a good point. Why didn't if he he had the running on, and he wanted to sacrifice himself, um, to save um, have her what's her name um, Conan. Yeah, he could have used the Renegon and uh, done the resurrection and saved Yakiko. Yeah, I'm sure Hot there's holes. Yay. I'm sure there are reasons that somebody would be able to explain to us, but I it's would go in one ear out the other. So my last one. You have an honor, any more honorable mentions before? No, we I had the three. I had Drew, Yoshizawa, and Sasuke from Shippuden. All right, and I only have one left, so we're good to go on to our final ones. All right, so my final one? Yep, go right ahead. Merrick Ishtar from Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. This is one of the worst villains ever. Okay, so basically Merrick's backstory is he's supposed to look over the tomb with his family, the tomb of the pharaoh, and through some shenanigans, he goes to the surface when he's not supposed to, who his dad basically tries to beat him, Oyan and Shizu, he kills his dad, or sends him to the Shadow Realm, whatever, and gets taken over by an evil spirit from them. This makes no sense to me as to why he hates the Pharaoh for it. Shouldn't he? I feel like he should hate his own father, which he ended up, which he did end up doing, and he should also hate Ishizu for being the one to take him up to the surface and basically get him in trouble, even though it was, even though he's the one who said, "I want to go to the surface. I want to go to the surface." There's no real way he would have been able to extract his revenge on the exact his revenge on the pharaoh, considering you know the pharaoh's dead and everything. He probably never would have met him, except under incredible coincidences, which do end up happening. But still, not to mention a lot of his rare hunters suck like really badly. Like the, I don't even remember the first guy's name, the guy with the Exodia deck. I don't remember a damn thing about him. But he gets that Exodia deck. Yeah, Exodia. I'm just let's just yeah, basically that. He ends up losing to Yugi. I mean, he does beat Joey, but at the same time, Joey was prob was about to win regardless if it wasn't just for drawing the Exodia pieces. Strings, the mime dude wasn't all that good. I, y'all know how I feel about Arcana. I hate Arcana, and Loomis and Number are just so forgettable. Oh, seriously, we were talking about their duels. All the duels of the rare hunters, and you forgot who Loomis and Umbra's name were. I'm like, mm-hmm. it was they didn't do they didn't do anything all that special. Well, he brainwashes Joey, but Joey pretty much fights out of it. 
what? What's up? Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking back to everything. Yeah, because it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it, and it's just his whole plan is just kind of ridiculous. Like I'm gonna get the Millennium Puzzle. Okay, but don't you need all the other Millennium items to take over the world? Why are you so focused on this one right now? Why don't you go get all of the other ones and you'll have like four or five and then you'll have an advantage over Yugi or something like that. No, I like the idea of him pairing with Bakura, just them kind of, but Bakura probably plotting against them. I like that idea because it makes them both look stronger, but his deck wasn't all that interesting. I've talked to Sorry, go ahead. You, You look like you want to say something, so go ahead. The thing I remember really disliking about his character before he's fully taken over by um, the dark Yami uh, Merrick. Yeah, whatever. sure. I don't, I don't uh, feel like he had a name, but sure, why not? He pretty much sacrifices Odeon by giving him a fake version of Raw to, to attempt to summon, which pretty much kills him. <laughs> that yeah, I, I mean, it's no, the, you, the Raw card I have, the Magic Dragon with Wings, I feel like that version would have won it. But to me, like, let's think about this. I, I've talked before about, we talked before about Joey Wheeler and he needed, he should have won Battle City. I will never back down from that. But let's think about this. The first person who Merrick faces before he faces Joey in the finals is Mai. And he almost loses to Mai. Somebody who barely, who I feel like had won maybe one, two duels on screen. There's a moment in the duel where Mai is able to steal the Winged Dragon of Raw. And as a kid, I was like, oh my, wait, is she seriously going to use the Winged Dragon of Raw? I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so badass. And then all of a sudden she summons it and Mara's like, nah, I can command it. Like, how? How are you able to command it? Like, nothing about Merrick's character makes any sense. I hate his deck. I hate just about everything about Merrick. The only saving grace basically is the Abridged series because they embrace how stupid most of his plans are. I do love... Yami Merrick on the Abridged series when he's trying to get through the door and he's keeps typing in like <laughs> death or die. Dab, and, uh, mutil- oh damn it, there's only four characters. Uh, yes, if, if, if you want to watch uh, Battle City and pretty much any of the first what, four seasons of the series, I think yeah. it's all four se- are have been fully uh, done, which in, you can watch them in like a day now and get pretty much the entire story so yeah i don't think there's any issues overall though merrick was just a really weak silly stupid 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 villain yeah and the whole idea of okay i have two of the god cards i'm gonna split them up instead of putting them both in my my own deck that that kind of threw me off it's like okay have Raw and Slifer. Imagine if he had been able to summon those two in a duel at the same time. Yeah, and plus, could you imagine if somebody else had challenged that mime god? Like, let's say some random little kid beat him in a duel. Does that kid own the Egyptian god? One of the Egyptian gods now? What happens? Exactly. And yeah, so I can understand and kind of cosign it. I know that they were, they, he, well, he was part of, I'm pretty sure, part of the manga and part of the final season as well wasn't he yeah um, I, I i do not remember that much about him in the final season again he's not a major part he, he's like okay here's the tomb okay now you all have to duel each other to kill the pharaoh yeah ba- basically so it, in the end he won he kept he killed the pharaoh does that mean wait, wait, now don't, the- don't 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 do this don't do no, no, oh my, oh my god, oh my god. You might be right, holy. I might have to take him off my list now, because technically he won. No, no, but he, he's, still, he's still terrible. He, he's, he's, he's a horrible villain. I remember being more interested in him in, like, the first time you ever meet him when he, he's controlling Bandit Keith in, like, that little mini arc between season one and season two. Yeah. My That's like the most the, interesting point he's had. Besides his relationship with Bakora, the only other part I care about was when he was pretending to be friends with... I think they said, he said, oh, my name is Namu or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Anyways. Although, and then he has that crazy thing where he's like, uh, 
when Odeon loses and he's like, okay, I have no connection to this world and now I'm crazy. I mean, he had a Shizu and he had Mr. Tweetums, but I guess that wasn't good enough. Anyways, I, I feel like you, I feel like I know the franchise your last character is going to be on, but just hit me with it. The Dragon Ball Z character. And it's Future Trunks. What? Specifically, the version from Dragon Ball Z, I find... No, I already don't co-sign on to this. But I think that's kind of the point. But continue. So he comes back to the past, then goes back to the future, then comes back again, um, trains with his dad, becomes stronger than him, but then refuses to save the day like he... I mean, his whole character up to this point is that he's here to save the day. He's going to defeat the androids, uh, then later on sell and make sure that the future is changed. Okay. Then he proceeds to let Vegeta, uh, uh, rather than actually uh, do stuff that he knows he can uh, overpower Vegeta and defeat Cell, allows Cell to re uh, pretty much does what Vegeta does but doesn't have the redeeming qualities of being a jackass like Vegeta. Okay, but he, he, here's the thing, though, because Vegeta was beat. It's a, like, let's pretend Cell never said the thing about, oh, if only you'd let me reach my perfect form. Vegeta would have killed him. Vegeta would have finished mm -hmm. him off and saved the day. And saved the day. Had to have, like, because Vegeta was strong enough on his own. Trunks wouldn't have had to get involved in the first place. And he did try to stop Vegeta and Cell when... When, when Vegeta's like, all right, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. I'll let you go for it. it so I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that part. Yeah, but he has like the, what's the, I'm trying to think of the mindset. I, I know there's a term for it. He, he wants to appease his father by not showing that he's actually improved beyond what his father has. Yeah, that, and then, I will admit that part was kind of dumb. And it's like, well, I'm stronger than him. But now it's too late. It's like, okay, you should have just done it earlier and actually saved the day, which was your whole character before this. And now it's like, okay, well, now it's too late. Well, to be fair, in the epilogue, he does go back to the future and destroy 17, 18, and sell. True. Again, it's just a personal preference. I have always kind of found that, in my opinion, that future trunks is just not all there for me. I think it's the main reason. Like, like they, they go to a point where, as I said, he's his whole reason for doing this is to save the future. And he fails pretty much the entire time except for saving Goku. And then Goku still kills himself. Well, to be fair, that part wasn't even Trunks' fault. That's Gohan's fault for not finishing off Cell. What, the, the, to be, okay, here's the thing. I understand where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree because I think Trunks is a strong character, but I understand where you're coming from. I guess my thing is the whole Cell arc, as great as it was, had a lot of moments where I'm like, just finish him off. Like, oh, well, let's just use the Dragon Ball to find where Jura lives and beat his ass. They're like, no, let's not do that. Oh well, let's well let's just destroy a let's just keep blasting and destroying Jero's lab while we're looking for it. Nope, let's not do that. Krillin of all people, I think that might have been my turning point for Krillin because he's just like, no, I'm in love with Android 18. I'm like, why? Why? Even the Abridged series never fully got me on board with how the hell they ended up together. Because another point for another video, but let me put it to you this way: there were too many people failing it up in the cell arc that when I saw Trunks, I'm like, dude, you're like the best we get. You're like the best we got right now. Yeah. And again, I may have probably should have put the, him on my honorable mentions thinking back on my list, but because I, I, there are redeeming qualities. I think I actually may have liked him more in, except for the ending of his super time. I liked him a little bit more here because it showed that, he didn't fix the future exactly how he thought he was going to and all that. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, nobody explained multiverse theory to him, so that's not his fault. Which is funny, because they do that joke in uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. 
Jesus, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Trunks. Yeah, but again, they don't really add anything besides, okay, well, now he's in love with uh, Mai and uh, when they brought him back in Super, it's like... That was that was kind of an out-of-nowhere thing, but I, I at least understand... They at least have chemistry together. That is true. I, I do like them yeah. together. Yeah, there, and he but... teaches Goku about kissing, remember? No, I actually don't remember that, but it's been... Remember, when it's like Goku... When he's feeding her that Sensubi, and they're like... And Chunk's like, what's... And Goku's like, what's that thing you're doing with your mouth? It's like, Goku, have you, have you never kissed somebody? He's like, what? No, of course not. I'm like, I... I don't believe that actually. I actually for some somehow I don't actually believe that, but who knows? Yeah. Um it's yeah, because I think the only time I've seen Dragon Ball Super all the way through was the subbed version we watched when we were in college. I never yeah. watched the dubbed or went back and watched it again since then. Yeah, but overall, you say trunks. I understand to an extent, but I do not co-sign. I, I'm not. I, I I love Trunks. He's probably one of my favorite characters, if anything. Again, I just don't like him because they pretty much change his mentality in Dragon Ball Z from "Oh my God, I've got to save the world" to to make up for the fact that I couldn't save my master earlier. To okay, well, I'm trying to appease my my father, and now I'm uh, so I'm going to let this happen even though I could overpower my father and the uh and self at the same time so that's just why I'm not a fan yeah but this list wasn't necessarily supposed to be a popular opinions we've been doing mm -hmm. a lot more videos where we talk about our unpopular opinions or our hot takes or that sort of thing so it, it, some of these characters are gonna it's gonna upset you and I'm kind of okay with that not that I like upsetting people but I kind of do but just that's the point of this list we're supposed to talk about characters who are beloved but not necessarily perfect in some senses exactly and we're all of course we're going to do a sequel video of characters that everybody else hates or dislikes that we actually love and you're you y'all might hate that list even more because i have a lot of unpopular anime characters that i like and just just, have just be cool one that i have one that's uh, yeah it, it's i know people absolutely hate this character I'm horrified. I'm horrified to know who, who that is. But overall, who, what did you guys think of our list? And who are some anime characters who you feel like might be a little bit overrated? That maybe you don't necessarily like as much as everybody else does. And give some reasons, too. Just let us know. And like we said, we're going to be the sequel to the best and worst anime sequels. Anime sequels, no. Best and worst anime cliches is coming out very soon. You know, if what if one of us doesn't get kidnapped kidnapped again, because that seems to happen a lot. Yes, yes, yes. I owe a lot of dangerous people money. And ramen too, but that's that's another thing. But we will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening. And this has been Alex. And Richard. And you've been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night and peace easy.